Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry with the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and honestly, I don't even know how to explain how I'm doing. I feel like a fucking mess. Can I just be honest? Like, I was sitting in my bed, you know, gearing myself up for the podcast today, because it's it's been a day. It's been a day. And I was like, Ashley, just go on there and be honest. Like, that's why people listen to this podcast, because you're not like, I'm doing so great. No, I'm not. I'm going to be honest because I think other people probably aren't doing that great either. And it's not just like the breakup shit, because obviously that sucks. I just feel like I'm running a marathon with 100 pound weights on my feet. Do you guys ever feel that way? Like everything feels so heavy. Everything feels so tiresome and everything feels like it's this bigger deal than it really is. And I'm exhausted. I had this amazing weekend. I can't wait to tell you all about it. Like literally this podcast episode is not all tragic. This is just like the shit I got to get out in the beginning. Like I had the amazing weekend. I come home from it. I call my mom on Sunday and I'm just sobbing. And I'm like, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. And it's all sorts of things. It's the, the loneliness of coming home. You know what what I mean? Like a lot of people talk to me about, you know, when they break ups and and when they go out for the first time, it's like, oh, you're going out without your person. See, for me, that's not the hard part. I think because I've been used to and I mean this on no diss, no diss on Scotland, but definitely a big diss on my ex before I was used to going places alone all the time. Like Scotland had a very valid reason that he wasn't obviously at every single event with me. But my my boyfriend before him, like was never there in I, Lord knows, you know what I mean? But I'm used to kind of going to events alone. It's the loneliness of when that dies down and then you're in the car or you get back home and you're used to like calling that person and being like, oh my God, this is how my day went. Or like I'm, I'm at an event and I'm like taking notes in my head of like, oh my God, like they're going to love this. They're going to love this. And then it's like, okay, so then you're like dealing with that fucking bullshit loneliness. And then it's like, I just feel like and with everything else, I can't keep up. I have 101 unread text messages. That's fucking insane. I'm sure a lot of those are those bullshit spam text messages telling me if I like drink a skunk's piss, I'll like lose 20 pounds or whatever. But like also it's friends that I like want to keep up with and I want to do all these things. I'm just like, I feel really overwhelmed and I'm trying to keep up with work and like going back into the office and all this stuff and like the podcast and like figuring out like what's the next steps for me you know it's like crazy when you start to see your life heading a certain direction then all of a sudden you're like oh shit pivot like and all that stuff and like oh my god that's exactly what it's like to be a post-grad you know what I mean I feel like people don't talk about it and like your whole life is just a series of like roads that have twists and turns and you know, sometimes you feel like you're just stuck 
and my car stalled. And I'm like, bitch, get it together. I can't afford a fixie right now. Like, you know, and I think that's just like where I'm at right now. So I'm trying to put it out into the universe that like only positivity from here on out. And, and listen, there is a lot of positivity in my life and I'm extremely lucky. It's just that I need to grasp onto that. I just I can't take anymore right now. You know what I mean? You ever just feel that way where you're like, God, I'm like one fucking situation from like hibernating. And I don't know. I feel like getting it out there and saying it. And like, I know there's people who are must be feeling it too. Like, this is a stressful time. I think also coming out of COVID, you know, we went from two years of basically just straight up isolation, not seeing a lot of people to like going back into the world. And that's exhausting. And it can feel overwhelming. And I think also, you know, you get into looking at your life and evaluating and you're like, what is this? Is this what it's supposed to be? Like, am I happy? I'm just trying to figure out how to be fucking happy. You know how tiring it is to make yourself happy? Like, it's exhausting. It's good, but it's exhausting. You know what I mean? And I'm so lucky that I have these amazing friends and like, family and support that like are also pushing me. I just feel bad when like I am in a place where I feel like I, I'm not giving it back, you know, and that's just kind of where I feel right now. But I think that's OK. I think the thing about friendships and people in your life is that it's not always going to be the same. I was talking about this earlier with one of my girlfriends where I was like, I think the idea of equalness is very interesting to me about putting like the equal amount of effort into a relationship. And I think the thing is about that is that to me, equal doesn't necessarily mean the same. So to me, this is me getting off my fucking panic attack and just going right into my spiritual awakening shit. For me, (laughs) hi, welcome to Spiritual Corner with Ashley Sleek. No, I, I just have been thinking about this a lot because I think that... People feel like they need to put the same exact effort in, right? And I don't necessarily feel that way. I think as long as it's equal in your own way, then it's okay. That's why the concept of love languages exist, you know? Not everybody loves or shows love in the same way. Not everybody can show up in the same way. And sometimes one person can show up more for you. Like as somebody who goes in and out of kind of being able to you know, fully be there as someone who's 101 unread text messages. Like, you know, sometimes I need my friends to take on more of like the checking in role. And sometimes they need me to. Sometimes, you know, it's that, okay, like some of my friends love talking on the phone like I do. Some of them prefer text messages. So we switch off talking on the phone and texting, you know, it's that those simple basics that I think, you know, make it so, I don't know. I think that when you start thinking of things in the way of like equal, not the same, I think your expectations also change. And I'm not saying like lower your expectations in the world, but I'm saying that sometimes we get caught up in, I get caught up in like, but I did this. So why wouldn't they do that? You know? And some of that's good. Some of that's good. Like some people you're like, what the fuck? But I implore you to look at it from a different lens. Are they giving you what they can? And is it enough for you? And that's a good question. Like, are they loving you in the way that they know how? And is it enough for you? And that will help you like build relationships and 
understand who is and isn't supposed to be in your life. You know, I don't know where all these tangents came from today. It basically is just like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I want to be happy and I want people in my life who are going to make me happy. So I'm putting that out into the universe. I'm going to use my tools. I'm going to look at people like, are they, you know, are, are, am I giving them all I can give and are they giving it back in their way? And is it enough? So I don't know, this really isn't about like, I would love to sit here and be like, oh my God, this is all inspired by Scotland or something, you know, or this breakup. But I think it's just a combination of me figuring out where I am in life and being exhausted. And like, that's what's so fun about doing this podcast, like all these years, like we're coming up on three years, November, we're about to hit the hundredth episode. And I feel like I've grown so much with this podcast and learned so much. And it's been fun to like, share that with you all. And I hope that like you all get something from it and it makes you feel good and like it helps you make the right decisions because, you know, at the end of the day, I think we're all just like trying our best. And so I think we need to give people and ourselves like some credit. And now I want to tell you about my weekend because it was really fun. Okay, listen. <laughs> um, I went to see I had a girls night. It was so fun. So um, bestie of the podcast, Julie, you know, she always listens to the pod um, and she has the most beautiful little nugget, um, Gigi. And she was like, girls night out. Let's go see James Arthur. And I was like, I don't even know who that is. I know his one song. And trust me, babe, we'll get there. Um, but I was like, listen, when, a, when your girlfriend says I need a girl's night, let's have girl's night. You don't ask questions. You don't ask questions. So myself and, um, Ashley and Sarah and Julie, we all went to the city, saw James Arthur. And let me tell you something. Nobody knew less songs at this concert than us. And I guarantee you, nobody had more fun than us. Nobody was tearing up the dance floor harder than we were, okay? Like, I had the time of my life, and I'm going to be honest with you, James Arthur was amazing. He was really fucking good. A couple funny things happened, too, where, like, this guy came up to me, well, he came up to our group. I just happened to be, like, standing there, right? And he had a pretty thick accent. I, I kind of think it might have been Scottish. Could have been something else. I don't know. And he was like chatting with me and like, obviously, you know, I got a little flirty back and I was like, oh shit. Am I like skipping regions here? Like, did I commit to the Scottish lifestyle, you know? Um, but anyways, um, it was, it was not that, um, his girlfriend came up in the conversation and I was like, oopsie. Um, but anyways, also I have to say that like James Arthur, when you look at pictures of him, I was like, meh, like, you know, stage presence, James Arthur. I was like, I don't know. I want to sleep with that man. It was very strange. Sarah felt the same way. So I feel justified in the statement. But I understand why people like end up, you know, dating the DJs and dating the bands. It's like and you're like, this guy's not even cute. But then you're like, but it's kind of like my weird obsession with Post Malone. It's like Post Malone. I just look at a picture and he's not cute, but do I want to sleep with him? Absolutely. Sorry, dad. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyways, we, we went, we had literally the best fun and I absolutely loved it. I have to tell this one, one sad part of the story. And then I honestly, 
Um, I don't think anything else is like going to be that fucking sad on this podcast, but this is it. So, and it's a little funny. So when I was still dating Scotland, this is when I bought the tickets to see James Arthur. And I was like, do you know who that is? And he kind of got this like look on his face. Well, first of all, he's like from the UK. So like, of course he knew who it was, but like he got this little panic on his face. And I was like, what? And of course the one fucking popular ass song by James Arthur, the one fucking song I knew was him and his ex's first dance song. And I was like, great. That's so fucking fun for me. So then I was already like, okay, I wonder how I'm going to feel about this. Now we add in the fact that we're broken up and I'm like, oh, this is a whole other fucking level. I didn't know if I was going to have any reaction to it. And you might be like thinking like, Ashley, what the fuck do you care? Like, was it your first dance song? And I'm just going to tell you exactly how I felt about it, because I think that it's fair to share. And this is my podcast, so I'm going to share it. So when the song came on, it was like the very last song, too. And I was like, oh, maybe. And then I started to question myself. I was like, was that song by like Louis Capaldi? Like, maybe he's wrong and I'm wrong. Like, you know, whatever. And um, the song came on and I, I kind of thought, because there was times where we talked a lot about his ex and it never really bothered me, honestly. The only thing that ever kind of like hurt my heart was like he talked about like their wedding and his and like the engagement in the ring. And I had to be like, actually, I can't hear about this shit. Like it hurt and it made my heart drop a little bit. And I was like, oh, God, like what a weird feeling. So I was like, maybe that's how I feel. No. The way I felt when that song played was I was listening to the lyrics and then I got so sad because my heart broke for him knowing that he was in love with someone to match these lyrics and it ended up the way it did. And I was just like, oh my God, like my heart was just like so broken for him. And I was like, I wish that this didn't happen. Like, I wish you just stayed in love, which obviously makes no fucking sense because then I would have never met him. And obviously we know like all the amazing things that came from that and all these good things. But it just like it broke my heart for him. And I was telling my mom this and my and my best friend, Aaron. And I was like, but obviously, by the way, I didn't I just want you guys to know I didn't bitch out and start like crying. Not that you couldn't do that. Not that it's bitching out because I always support a good rando cry. I was like, I'm going to dance this shit out. And I was like jamming. It's a slow song, but I was like, I'm swaying. I'm not crying. We're not sad. But it's just like my mom was like, you, Ashley, you have the biggest fucking heart. And I was like, I, I mean, I get that. But it's just like when you care about somebody and you put your heart into them, anything, you just like don't want them to feel any fucking pain. And it just like even though I wasn't there for this and obviously like he's like over it and he's moved on and everything like that, it just like broke my heart to hear this song and like feel it didn't, you know, didn't break my heart for me. I just like felt for him. And anyways, so that's that's how I felt about it. And I just want you to know my dad was like, wow, Julie, what an asshole for like bringing her to this concert. And I was like, dad, she didn't know, you know, she didn't know. But honestly, it was the best time. And there, you know, when you have a night and you just like get home and you're like, fuck, I needed that. Like, I didn't realize it, but I fucking needed that. Like, I got back to Julie and Ryan's. I was laying in the guest bed. I was so excited. Loved that bed. And I was like, holy fuck balls. Like, I needed that fucking girl's night. And sometimes shit just happens the way it's supposed to happen. And like, I needed it. So it felt really good. Um, also, 
I it was funny. I, I wrote this down because I said that I really spent my weekend hanging out with like babies and babes. It was a good weekend. So I went to, obviously I got to hang out with um, Julie's baby Gigi. And then the next day, Eloy and George happened to be in town for a wedding. And I was in Sonoma County too. And I was like, oh my God, this like never happens that we're here at the same time. So I went over to see them and all my friends who went to Coachella, which remember in the last episode, or if this is in your first episode, um, Eloy and George are just really great friends of mine. Eloy has his own podcast called Actually That's a Bop. So make sure you go listen to that. And um, they invited me to Coachella like for Eloy's 30th birthday. I had tickets. I obviously ended up not going. And um, but that group of friends is just like so fun. And I was like, <gasps> and I was so sad I didn't get to see them. So I go back in. I get to see the babes because both Monica and Daniela both have um, kids. And I was like having the time of my life playing with them and I had the time I life playing with Gigi and I feel like there was a part of me that was always super nervous because I never like I never wanted to have kids you know the first time I considered having kids was with Scotland like with his kid that he already had I still wasn't um really thinking about having my own but like being a stepmom like that was the first time that's really it's not the first time it's come up for me but it was the first time I was like Oh, yeah, like I want to do this. And sometimes I got nervous. I was like, am I going to be a shitty aunt? Like are kids going to like me? And I had so much fun. And then just getting to see my friends. It was so great. And then um, I came back up to San Jose, met a couple other friends up for some drinks. And it was just like a really good weekend. And I had so much fun. And like I said, obviously, you know, at the end, I just felt like happy, but also lonely and just like managing those feels and also probably like the Sunday scaries, like having to go back to work and all that stuff. So, um, you know, it was great. I'm really I'm really glad that I went. And uh, this is definitely your sign to have girls night like it's in and just do stuff with people who are just like going to be fun. And it was really funny, too, because I forgot about this part. So butter and eggs was going on. And listen, if you are not from a small town or never lived in a small town, you don't understand the pure joy that is like random ass events like butter and eggs is a festival in Petaluma, California that literally celebrates chickens. Right. Like, I don't know the origin, but like they do parades. There's one parade. People dress up. It's a whole thing. And then like everybody goes out to the bars. And this was my ex's like shit. He was a Petaluma local and he never fucking missed butter and eggs. Right. So when we're driving back from the city, um, <laughs> we were like, oh, my God, do we go out? We were just hyped. I think it was our own like the car ride home. The playlist was immaculate. We were just singing, dancing like we were riding a high. We're like, do we go to the bars now? And we decided not to. We drove by the lines were too long. So we ended up like any good girls night ends at Taco Bell. And I'm sitting in the drive through thinking, Oh my God, there is a like very good chance that if I would have gone to the bars, I would have run into my ex. And I was like, I think we've been through enough. Oh, because, oh yeah, if you don't think at the end of this podcast, I'm going to tell you about how it went with Mr. Gorgeous. And I will tell you right now, it was not good. Yes, I will tell you all about it. And I was like, I've been through enough. I cannot run into another ex right now. I listen. I, I just can't. So um, it was probably for the best that we didn't go out, but love a butter and eggs night. Um, <laughs> it was just really fun. It was a great weekend. And um, honestly, like 
uh, sometimes this heartbreak just really kind of like kicks my ass and stuff. And so, you know, it's nice to kind of get out there and talk about it and like not talk about it, like both, like to talk about it with girlfriends and like not talk and just dance and sing. And it was very cathartic. So um, I don't have a lot of celebrity gossip. I'm kind of invested in this tink situation and I just wanted to like talk about it. See, the problem was, is I asked on question of the week and then I fucked it up because I ran out of characters on my stupid question. So I ended up deleting it, but I wanted to know how people think, and maybe I'll ask after this episode, what people think about celebrities getting canceled for like old tweets. Cause I feel like I have mixed reviews on it. Part of me is like, okay, everybody has room to grow. A part of me is like, why were you that kind of person that said that shit in the first place? Is this the real you? A part of me doesn't understand why the minute you get famous, you don't scrub your shit. Or like, you know when you're starting to get traction on social meds. Go through and erase your shit. Like, you know what I mean? So anyways, if you don't know who Tinks is, she's kind of been dubbed the quote unquote older sister of TikTok. So she's in her early 30s, I believe, or she's just 30. I don't remember, but she's on TikTok. I really liked her. She, you know, seemed like a girl's girl. She just does funny videos of like, you know, talking about her dates. And she started getting all this traction going on like talk shows and stuff. So then a couple tweets resurfaced of her from the past where she was like, basically the only ones I saw was like her calling people fat, like a bunch And I was like, oh, this is so weird. Like, especially for someone who's running on a platform of like, you know, being nice. Like, I don't know. And like being a girl's girl, it's like weird to call. Like she called Kim Kardashian fat. And I was like, what? Um, So she um, decided to post an Instagram like to talk about this. Um, She said about 10 years ago, I sent some truly nasty, mean and horrible tweets I called people that I've never met fat, pathetic, and ugly. I even called Kim Kardashian fat, which is ironic considering she's my number one idol and a person I look up to. When I read the tweets back, I am ashamed and embarrassed. They are mean-spirited, and I'm not mean-spirited, but I used to be. Let me tell you about the girl who wrote those tweets. I was 21 and deeply, deeply insecure. I hated myself, and I had a bad relationship with my body. I was also extremely lost. I've told you guys about that before, about being so lost and wanting to find a passion in my voice. So I tried many different hats and one was a mean tweeter to get a laugh. And it's not funny at all. Only insecure people punch down. Only deeply insecure people try to make others the butt of the joke. Being mean isn't funny. It's just plain mean. Hurt people hurt people. And I know my words caused hurt. And in the realm of apologies from influencers and stuff. I actually thought this was a pretty good one. And when I read it, I was kind of like on a low level. I I understood because I think I talked about this a couple, you know, episodes ago, like a while episodes ago when I watched the um the Taylor Swift documentary. When I watched the Taylor Swift documentary and she was talking about people, like she played a podcast clip of a girl kind of like talking shit about her. And that's when I tried to switch my hot gossip platform from like just talking about celebrities in like, you know, kind of a fun way and not tearing them down. Because I remember, too, that I in college I wanted to do I was a part of the SSU TV, you know, Sonoma State's like little television thing. But I um, I wanted to do this like red carpet at the like like 
fashion police is what it was. I want to do a fashion police at school. And I thought it'd be really funny. And Eloy was like, you have to be careful. Like, you can't be like mean to people and like tear down their outfits. And I was like, I guess you're right. Like, yeah, like I thought it would be so funny. But I mean, it was funny to me because I came to campus dressed like a fucking like I don't even know. Like I only wore lacrosse shit. To the point where, like, I know I've told this story before, but I told my my advisor that I was going to L.A. to do a fashion internship. And he looked at me like I just told him that, you know, cows are green. He was like, what do you mean you're going on a fashion internship? And I was like, no, like I care about getting dressed. I just have practice, you know, get a girl who can do both. You know what I mean? Um, So anyways, I kind of understand that, you know, and it's just one of those things where I think that when when people do get a certain level of fame, you're looking to tear them down. But also it's like, were you just a mean girl? Do you have this in you? I don't know. I think some of these like racist ones, I'm like, can you really was it really a phase that you went through that you were like racist? I don't know. I mean, I've said things that I didn't realize were racist in the past, but like there's some tweets out there that it's like, no, that was like actually just really bad. So I don't know. Interested to hear. DM me your thoughts um, at Ashley Sleek on everything. And, you know, hopefully this was like a learning lesson and we'll see what happens for Tinks moving on. Uh, I also wanted to share this like little bit of just like fun um, celebrity news. So Selena Gomez had, um, Jennifer Stone on her TikTok with her and Jennifer Stone played Harper in Wizards of Waverly Place with her. And they did the, what's that? A hat, crazy, funky, junky hat, overslept, hair slightly, slightly trying to look like Kira Knightley. We've been there. We've done that. We see right through your funky hat. I, think I got those words right. I'm not sure. Aaron and I did this um, friend of the podcast. We both attend this um, summer camp every year and we were co-counselors together. That's where our love origin story starts. The camp is called Camp St. Andrews, by the way. Highly recommend. You can follow them on Instagram at Camp St. Andrews. But anyways, shameless plug. But um, we did there's a morning cheer competition and we did that cheer and we won and some people were like, you stole it. And we're like, we didn't say that we created created it. So you cannot be mad at us. But um, we won with it. It was great. So it was like really fun. Selena Gomez is like active on TikTok and I'm obsessed. I also like just finished Only Murderers in the Building or whatever. And I'm obsessed. So it's just like I've always had a strong love for Selena Gomez. I feel like she deserves a lot more hype than she gets. And I'm excited to see her making a comeback, you know, like. A rise from the ashes. It, this is her own she is risen moment. Not that she was like down, but I feel like she's just been through so much shit. So for me, it's like I just can't I, I just can't help but root for people. I want to see them like do good and and get through all their hardships because I believe that we all very much can. Hi, friends. I'm so excited to talk to you about one of my new favorite brands, Kitsch. I don't know about everyone else, but I'm going back into the office and Kitsch has not only been so useful from work from home life, it is also very helpful for going back into the office. So listen to this. I started with the very cute, like, 
cheetah print satin pillowcase that I'm obsessed with. It sets the tone for my new bedroom. I'm in love and honestly, it really does make my skin and hair feel better and I'm not just shitting you on that. And then when I was working from home, listen, I would do this thing where I would take a shower and then I would throw my hair up in the towel scrunchie. And then like when I felt like getting out of my pajamas and I had to have a meeting, I would go blow dry my hair and it cut down the time astronomically. And then now I've got like the little ice roller thing because now I have to be up and like get in a car and drive to work. So I need to wake my ass up. And the ice roller just does just that. And it's so amazing, so helpful. And then I also got the heatless curler. So I can like curl my hair in that little, you know, pillow looking thing. And then I drive to work and I take it out and bam, I look flawless. I highly recommend Kitsch. They have all sorts of amazing products. Like I just named a bunch, but they have so much more. And you can get 15% off with promo code Ashley Sleek 15. That is Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E, Sleek, S-L-E-E-K, 15 and you can visit the link in my bio on Instagram to shop super easy. It's at Ashley Sleek on Instagram. Okay, bye. Friends, I don't even know where to begin. If you um, were hoping to hear the first date, second, I guess this is technically our third date story of Mr. Gorgeous, I'm going to give it to you. I am, listen, I would love to be like, I don't kiss and tell, but I also have a podcast. And I really hope to God he doesn't listen to this because, um, you know, it's not going to be nice. And I'm sure he's a nice guy who means well. But this was the weirdest experience of my life. And I will preface it by saying this. This did not discourage me from dating in any way, shape or form. I still don't know, like, where I'm at. I'm taking it day by day. But if anything, this reminded me that, like, you know, a bad day, it only lasts so long and then you get to talk about it and then you get to talk about it. So I'm going to start with this. This date started at 515 and it was over by 730. I was already on the phone with Kim at 730 p.m. OK, so let me just say, <laughs> OK, first of all, it's going to get graphic. I'm going to be honest with you. So really, this is like not a family moment. So I want to say that. Okay. So for backstory, in case it's your first time listening to the podcast, let me just like catch you up to date. So basically before I was with Scotland, I was obviously on Bumble and, you know, was dating. And so there was this guy, we called him Mr. Gorgeous. We called him that because he like, his first message to me was like, hello, gorgeous. And like I said, this is like the first guy I talked to on Bumble. So I was like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm gorgeous. Who me? So we called him that, right? Um, just, you know, us, you, me, you and me on the podcast. And so he had hit me up obviously back in December when I was dating Scotland. And I, he said in his call that he like really needed to talk to somebody. So then I was like, okay. And then I talked to him and he was like, I was like, so what do you need to talk about? You know? And he was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't want to talk about it. And I was like, okay, I'm telling you that story because it comes up. So it's relevant. Okay. So anyways, basically what happened with us was like, he like on our second date, he kind of threw it out there that he didn't know if he was looking for a relationship. And you have to remember, this is my first time dating after being in a serious relationship for like five years. So also my standards were extremely low. If there's one thing I can thank Scotland for, one of the min many, many things is that my, my, my levels have been raised. My standards are up 
So I probably won't put up with shit like this again. And I most definitely did not. But when he said it, I was like, really, you're not open to it all? He's like, "Okay, maybe. Which, of course, he said just to, like, keep me on a little string. You know, he's like, let me just give you a little bit of, like, tater tot. But I'm not going to give you the full meal. Just like, here you go. Not going to not going to give you the relationship, but I'm going to pretend like maybe I want it just so you stick around. You know what I mean? Asshole. So anyway, it's not the time. Like, who wouldn't fall for it? I didn't fucking know. I didn't know. I don't know. I just knew. I'm not judging me. So anyways, this is now I'm caught up. So basically, I got drunk the other night, texted him, whatever. So he was like, oh, my gosh, I've been thinking about you. I would love to see you. And I said, "Okay, I moved to Campbell. And he's like, "Okay, I'll come meet you there. He lives like far away, like he lives closer to Marin County. Right. So Thursday comes around. I'm all excited. I'm like, "Okay, like this is good. Like getting back out there like it's someone that I kind of already know. So it's like I get to cheat a little bit, you know, whatever. And I, you know, have him come by. I was like, do you want to meet at the apartment and then go to downtown Campbell and get dinner and drinks? And he's like, yeah, because he said he would take me out. You know, that was important to me. I was like. We're going out. So anyways, so he comes by my apartment. I'm giving him the small tour. It's a small apartment. You know, we get to the bedroom. This man like pushes me up against the wall and starts like kissing me. Right. And I'm like, the fuck? He this is how I've been describing it to people. And I stand by the statement. He was kissing me as if he was like a fucking war hero that was like missing. And I was his love of his life. He just reunited with. And I was like, it's not that serious. It's really it's not that serious. I guarantee you. We got we got to pull the fucking brakes back on that. And then I'm like, uh, let's go to dinner. You know what I mean? And he's like, well, why don't I just like eat you out before? And I'm like, absolutely not. Listen, ladies and gentlemen and whoever, um, when you are already dressed in your Spanx, in your dress and you did your hair and you've got that shit tight, you are not trying to get naked. There were times with my ex, of course, that we would like bang it out before we went somewhere, you know, but we were comfortable. We were there. This is an important lesson that I've learned. Listen, Smashley and Ashley, those are two different people. Smashley can most definitely have sex with someone who and not remember their name the next day and we're good. Ashley, she needs a little romance. I need to like chat with you first. I need to know at least the name of your first dog. You know what I mean? Like I got to be in it a little bit. So like I did know him, but I was like, we haven't talked in a long time. Relax on the vagina. She's like, I'm good. Like, obviously, like I got wax. I knew it was happening. Like, I'm a hoe. Like, I'll definitely have sex on the first date. That's not a problem. I just need the date to happen. You know what I mean? So anyways, um, we go. I drive us over to the restaurant and it is like fucking pulling teeth for conversation. I'm like, this man does not want to fucking talk to me. I'm like, oh, did you play sports? Because, of course, we drive by. There's a park down the street for my complex and there's always fucking soccer going on which I will talk about this in my I'm sorry what moment but like it just Scotland was a soccer coach and every time I fucking see coaches now a little part of me dies and it's super fucking annoying so I was like don't cry start talking like how awkward so I'm like hey you know did you play sports and growing up and he's like oh yeah I played golf and soccer and I'm like oh you were like the valid Victorian and he played golf at some like grade A nerd shit. You know what I mean? And, you know, he gave me a little chuckle and I was like, okay, so 
I'm funny. I don't get that. But whatever. And then like doesn't ask me, by the way, like, you know me, if someone asked me like a basic ass question like that, I'm going to have a whole story. I'm like, you know, yes, I played soccer from the age of like four and then I played lacrosse and I played lacrosse to whatever. I would have had some good ass stories. You know, I talked about the girl's tooth that I chipped and like all sorts of good shit, all the concussions, whatever. No, didn't ask me back. I'm like, okay, well, it's been, you know, a while since we talked, you know, he's like, it hasn't really been that long. I'm like, bitch, I've been in and out of love since you were around. Like, what the fuck you mean? It hasn't been that long. I'm like, don't say that to me. She's hurting, you know? And I was like, okay. And then he kept asking me like, well, did you miss me? I'm like, what am I supposed to tell you? What am I supposed to say to that? No, like listen to the podcast. I was in love with Scotland, in love with Scotland. I did not think about you once. My drunk ass was lonely and was like, hmm, maybe I'll maybe I'll fuck with the tarot card reading. Maybe I'll just I'll text somebody from the past. Like, you know what I mean? Smashley was thinking with her dick. OK, like she was like, let's move on. You're going to be fine. Let's just stop crying. You know, oh, my God. She's so obnoxious. So anyways, we get to dinner. I order a drink. He doesn't. He orders a strawberry lemonade. And I'm like. Oh, my God, we're not even doing drinks. Like, what the fuck? And then um, when I tell you that I have never seen somebody eat dinner so fucking fast, I have never seen someone eat so fast. And I was like, this guy is speeding me the fuck up because I was like, oh, are you going to have a drink? And he's like, well, I need to make sure I'm able to drive. And it's like, normally I understand the safety, but immediately I was like, this is a flag. And I just want you guys to know there's several points where I'm like, you probably should have ended the state. But I was like, I'm going to see this shit through. I'm I have to know. So then. I'm like, so what are you doing this weekend? And he's like, oh, I'm going to this like Lego pop up bar in San Francisco. And I'm like, oh, like. Fun, nerdy. I was like, what is that? What does that entail? Like, what exactly is a pop up bar Lego pop up bar like entail, you know? And he's like, oh, I don't really know much about it. And I'm like, OK, well, like. What, what else is going on? He's like, oh, well, we're staying the night and maybe we'll have brunch in the morning. I'm like, oh, who are you going with? Because he said we. So I'm like, oh, maybe this is going to be like. Oh, I'm going with these friends and like, tell me about them. You know, I'm like, I am a grade A interviewer. Okay. Interviewing is my passion. Like it's, you know, that's why I got into radio. Like I love interviewing. And so I'm like, I fucking got this shit. Like, like treat it like a radio interview. Like you're interviewing a boring celebrity who doesn't want to talk to you. You know what I mean? So I'm like, great. The look of panic that goes across this man's face. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do this. I know exactly where this is leading. I'm like, and he's like, um, um, and I'm like, hmm, is it a date? Do you have a date on Saturday? And he's like, yeah, it's a date. And I'm like, oh my God. I mean, obviously I'm not mad. Like, what was I supposed to think that I texted you on a drunk on a Friday night and you were going to like just be committed to me? Like, no, fuck no, of course not. I played the game. Like, I was just so uncomfortable, but I live for that shit. So I was like, no, no, no. Tell me more. I'm like, first of all, do you have a girlfriend? Because I run on a feminist platform and now I am a podcast icon. I cannot be getting canceled over being the other woman. You know what I mean? I did not build my shit up to be torn down by Mr. Gorgeous and his Lego date. You know what I mean? Like, fuck no. So he's like, no, it's not my girlfriend. He's like, you know, I'm still not into the monogamy thing. I'm like, hold the fucking phone. You're telling me that it's been this long 
this many months and you're still not open to a girlfriend? How the fuck? Also, I'm like, wait a second. Does this bitch know you don't want a girlfriend? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, no, does she? Because I'm like, I don't know about y'all, but I am not inviting a flavor of the week to San Francisco to stay overnight. No way. That's like, at least like, I think this is leading somewhere. And I remember talking to him about it because he was like, I'm like, so what are you looking for? And he's like, you know, back in the day, this is like after our second date or whatever. I'm sure this is on the podcast somewhere. But I was like, what are you looking for? He's like, oh, you know, someone I can like go on dates with and like travel with and, you know, talk to all the time. And I'm like, that's a girlfriend. I'm like, by the way, you're not going to find some bitch who's just like out to do that shit without the title. It's definitely not going to be me. Like, hell no. Like, uh uh-uh. I love a good title. I love being a girlfriend. I love being a girlfriend. I don't think I love being my ex's girlfriend, but I love being Scotland's girlfriend. And I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. I love this. So anyways, all this is to say that the story is not over. So, um, and I'm disappointed in myself too. But like I said, I was going to see this all the way through. I just had to know. And I was also like, whatever, I'm hurting. Like, let's get laid. So I bring him back to my apartment and I go in, I put on my PJs. This man wastes no time. He like rips off my shorts and I'm like, bitch, the window's open. I live here. There's a, uh, there's a straight up grandparent who lives next to me. I am not out here trying to show him my hoo-ha. Like I know I paid $80 for a wax, but that was not for the whole world to see my cookie. Okay. Like relax. So then I like bring, so I'm like, let's go to the room, right? So we go in, whatever, he's eating me out, whatever. You know, it, it, it goes on for a little longer than I would have, like, liked, but it happens. And then he's, like, kind of looks at me like, your turn? And I'm like, no. And then he's like, you know, I'd love to, you know, for you to put your mouth on my cock. And I was like, no. And he's like, what? And I was like, no, I don't want to. Like, I don't have to explain this to anybody, and I'm definitely not going to explain on the podcast, but the people who know, they know. I'm just going to say this. It's not a first date thing for me. Like, I got to be really, I think the only person who's probably dick I sucked on the first time of us being together was Scotland. And congratulations, wear it like a badge of honor. I don't really know what to tell you. I'm not going to talk about it. I just like, it's not my thing. I like to feel comfortable. Okay. So then he like, then it got really weird because I was like, okay, well then do you want to leave? He's like, no, we can still have sex. I'm like, okay. By the way, I don't know why I'm like still seeing this through at this point. And then he asked me like, how? He's like, how do you want to have sex? I was like, what do you mean how? I'm like, I don't know. Like, put a dick in me? Like, what the fuck do you mean how? And I was like, um, I don't know. For me, let me just, now I'll tell the world. Like, I like to start in missionary and see where it goes. So I was like, I don't know, start missionary. And he's like, I don't know if I'm going to be very good at that. I'm sorry, what did you just say? I literally dropped an I'm sorry, what? Like, right? And I'm like, you think I'm not going to talk about this on the podcast? I literally just said, I'm sorry, what out loud. And I was like, I don't think it's something you can be bad at. Like, I think that's, you know, like that's the, that's what, you know, like, where did you start? Like, where'd you go to school? You know what I mean? So anyways, so I'm like, and so he's like, but I can give it a try. I'm like, all right, whatever. So he puts my leg up on his shoulder, which is not missionary. Okay. Like I was like, I just wanted to go boring first. Like he's a girl into it. You know what I mean? But he puts my leg up, whatever. It's fine. 
I put my leg down because if you don't remember, I got a fucking wax before. That's like an hour of being in butterfly position. I'm sore. I don't do yoga. So then like I put my leg down and he pulls out and I'm like, okay, like we're done. You know what I mean? And he's like, well, you put your leg down. So I figured you were done. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like what? What did I get myself into? So I'm like, how do you want to do it? You know? And he's like, whatever. Like, I'll like, he's like, you know, I'd bend you over. I'm like, okay, whatever. But then we're in front of the mirror and he wants me to watch. And I'm like, oh, you're into some shit. Listen, if I know what I look like when I have sex, I will absolutely never have sex again. If I know the looks of my faces, how my body jiggles, it's not fucking happening. So to protect myself, no, I am not going to watch And I'm sorry, listen, if you're listening to this somehow as someone who still wanted to sleep with me and you're like, this is fantasy number like 11, cross it off your list with me. I'm not watching. It's not happening. Absolutely not. And so anyway, so then I'm like, you know, it ends. And I'm like, okay, are we done? You know what I mean? And by the way, I didn't have my phone in my room with me. And um. I only have my Apple watch and you know, like you can't like fully text on there. You can like draw. And like the only time, like I I can only text the last person that I saw in my thread, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, thank God it's Kim. And I'm like, so bad. That's like all I can get out. And then like literally at at seven 30, I'm like, he's gone. I can tell you exactly what happened. So he's like leaving. He's like, well, it will be good next time. I'm like, you read this situation and thought there was going to be a next time. How are we not on the same page right now? Cause the whole time I'm like, well, obviously he's not that into me, right? Like, like this can't be this, like this can't be mutual right now. Like there's no fucking way. So sure enough, he still texted me the next day. And here's my deal. I don't want ghosting karma. You know what I mean? Like I, I just can't have that. So I was like, I don't want to ghost him. Also at that point, you know, I like knew him and I just really hope I listen. I don't want to hurt his feelings. I'm not trying to like slay him on the podcast or anything, but also like come over and get to know a bitch first. Or I mean, I get it. I text him late night, but then you're like, oh, I've been thinking about you. I want to take you out. Just say I want to fuck you. Then at least I know I'm a booty call. You know what I mean? So anyways, he texts me still the next morning and I'm like, I got to. So I said, Hey, I'm sorry I didn't get back to you right away. Thank you for coming to see me yesterday and getting dinner with me. I felt like after you weren't really trying to get to know me or anything like that, which, you know, if you're just looking for hookups, that's totally your prerogative. But I'm just more the kind of person who likes to get to know people and build relationships while also building the physical part. Nothing against you. I just don't really think we're the same that way. I did text you because I wanted to, like, revisit things and see if we were a match. But obviously we're on different pages. I hope you find what you're looking for and you have lots of fun. And he's like, text me later. And he's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I don't know. You have nothing to be sorry for. By the way, I don't feel like I normally like tell bad sex stories. And I, but I don't feel like I'm not being like, oh my God, he was horrible in bed. Never fuck him. I'm more like in what world? Like, I just feel like I got like, I feel like he was kind of a douche. And I wasn't like, I don't know. And I feel bad saying that, but also I'm the one who had to live through it. So I, you know, it's hard because you're like, men that you will date will listen to this podcast and you have to be prepared for that. And I don't want someone to be like, I'm not going to have sex there because she's going to blast on the podcast. Or you could take it a different way and be like, well, I better fuck her good because she's going to talk about it on the podcast. So either way, it is what it is. 
like I said, it didn't discourage me from dating. I am just taking it day by day um, because some days I'm like, woohoo, like I'm gonna go on the apps. And other days I'm like overwhelmed. Like that's the other thing. I'm like the, the 24 hour limit on Bumble is very stressful. I can't. OK, I just can't like I just said I have 101 unread messages from people I like. What makes you think that I'm going to like be able to respond to Bobby in 24 hours like this is stressful. And then I keep reading on TikTok and like I saw it in some guy's profile. He's like, don't just say, hey, like no, no guy wants just hey. I'm like, now I have to think of something to say to you. All you have on your podcast is that you're like six two for reals. You know what I mean? It's like, how do I know? How do I know? You know, anyways, so um, I'm not I'm not doing well at the dating and we'll see how it goes. But let's wrap up into the I'm sorry, what moment of the week? Um, that whole date could have been it for sure. But I got something else I just want to talk about. Listen, when you're in dating, there's one thing that, you know, I never really thought about or considered before getting into relationships with somebody. And that is that you have to be very careful about who you date because their shit, when you break up, they will ruin shit for you. I have a whole ass country ruined for me right now. What am I supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to do with that? Like, really? Really? The, the whole Scottish empire for me is just ruined. I was wine tasting with my mom and my sister and the poor woman pouring our wine was like, oh yeah, my, my parents are from Glasgow. And I just like, my eyes. She's like, yeah, I'm Scottish. And everyone's like, oh, that's so cool. Not me. Not me. I'm pouring my wine glass to the rim now and having to cry fast. And she's like, what the fuck, bitch? I'm like, I know. Like, I know. I'm sorry. What? What? How? It's like a guy. You have to be careful when you're dating. Like, don't take guys to your favorite restaurants. You can't. Now, your memories are their memories. And that's the worst. I'm like, okay, soccer? Please don't ruin a whole ass sport for me. I'm seeing children learn soccer down the street. And I'm like, bitch, get it together. Get it together. I know that eventually this fades because I thought Sonoma County was going to be ruined for me. And I have my own memories of Sonoma County, which is I think is how I rose from the ashes on that one. I don't have my own memories of Scotland. So now I'm just like, what the fuck? Literally, I just I can't even see a castle. Like I was with Aaron and, you know, they had this little toy play castle at their house. And I was like, because, you know, her, her niece was playing in it. And I was so sad. I was like, I wanted a castle with my Scottish man who didn't want to live in a castle, wanted to live in America. But like, oh, my God. So please, PSA, I'm sorry, what? Be careful when you when you date someone who's really like got something unique about them. It will ruin everything for you. <laughs> I was like, can I even date another man with an accent? Probably, honestly. Honestly, yes. I'm going to give myself the credit for that one. But like, ugh. He ruined the fun stepmom shit for me, too. Now I'm like, someone tells me they're a stepmom. And I'm like, hmm, I had a chance. I'm just like, I'm so pathetic. I'm so pathetic. But I get it because I'm like, I'm a fucking lover. I don't know what to say. Like, I am... A heart in, full soul in kind of gal. Like, whatever, fuck it. You know what I mean? But it's just like, listen, I can't even joke about going on hot mom walks anymore. I just have hot girl walks. I've been demoted. I was like trying to get my hot stepmom on and it was like ruined for me. Now I'm just a hot girl. 
Just a basic ass bitch. Ugh. So yeah, anyways, be careful when you're dating. They'll ruin everything for you. <laughs> but that's not to discourage you because obviously it's not discouraging me. I did. Um, There was this guy. I was so excited to match with him because his profile on Bumble is just bread facts. Like his name was bread on there. And then all of his bio is like bread facts. But then I thought about it. And I was like, if I date this man, which listen, we're jumping way ahead. I haven't even like I said, hey to him. He just I said I actually gave him a little bit more. I said this is the best profile I've ever seen, which is facts, you know, but this was like a week ago and I still haven't responded back to that. Like I suck. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I was like, but if I break up with this man or he breaks up with me, is it going to ruin bread? I can't I can't take that risk. You know what I mean? It's like. Luckily, I didn't get too deep. So chicken nuggets, like if you go back to dating, remember, I was like talking to a guy with chicken nuggets. He was like, I can name every good chicken nuggets. And I was like, don't ruin nuggets for me. Scotland almost did because he used to cook me chicken nuggets all the time because I loved it was like I had the same food palette as his two year old son. And it really like worked out for me, you know. Um, but anyways, just yeah, it's a lot. I'm OK, though. I know I started this podcast and you're like someone commit her. Um, but I don't think that's what it is. It's just that like, I don't know, I was just stressed and I wanted to get it out. And honestly, all I wanted to do was tell you guys the story of Mr. Gorgeous. And I'm sorry if he listens. I'm I it doesn't sound like it wasn't mean spirited. It wasn't. But like also, how was I not going to tell that story? And unfortunately, unfortunately for me, he doesn't have a podcast to do a rebuttal on. So um, I've got that going for me. But anyways, all this is to say, I don't know what my dating life's going to start looking like again. I, like I said, I'm taking it day by day, but just know that at least if it's bad or if it's good, well, you know, I've reported on the good too. I will be here on the podcast to talk about it. And this is precisely why I will not be adding the podcast back to my dating profile. So if you found it on your own, congratulations. <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening and suffering with my pain for me, both the com comedic pain and the I'm worried about her pain. Um, I love you all so much. Please continue to support the podcast. Share this episode if you loved it. Um, and I'm just so grateful for you all. Please like, comment, subscribe, download. I'm telling you the downloads are where it's at. Um, and that happens when you subscribe as well. I'm on all sorts of streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, all the goods. The hundredth episode is coming up. So I'm just saying, if you guys got anything you want to hear about on episode number one hundo, let me know. Violet rhymes. She's so classy. Okay. I love you all. Okay. Bye.